The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand cave rescue operation. What is schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? engagement How long before gift? a wedding should I send out How many save games the dates? Are in the first series Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Tyson Stockton. Hey, what's going on? My name is Tyson Stockton from previsible.io. And in this episode, we're going to be discussing automations to scale SEO and driving profits for a business's bottom line. Joining me today is Alex Zuv, who is the SEO director at Ardor SEO. Ardor SEO is a customer obsessed remote first SEO agency specializing in real estate market. Their global team of experts help real estate businesses increase their online visibility, attract more qualified leads, and drive revenue growth through targeted and effective SEO strategies. Ardor SEO removes the SEO guesswork and frees up time for real estate professionals to focus on what matters most, closing deals. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right. Here's my conversation with Alex on automation for SEO and company profitability. Alex, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Tyson. Thanks for having me. So glad to be here. Yeah, we got the opportunity to connect a little while back and you were sharing some of the work that you've been doing within your agency on automation. I think it's a really interesting topic because it's one of the ways, especially on the agency, but even on the in-house side that allows us to scale our reach, have a stronger kind of margins on our services. And it's really something that, you know, there's just more and more opportunities around 
So maybe to start things off with the audience, like how do you begin to kind of think about types of tasks or opportunities for optimization when you look at the work that your team's doing? Well, first of all, I just want to mention that I'm an IT nerd or IT gig myself. So I've been studying IT back in 2005, probably. It was a long time ago. And I built my first website in 2001 and more than 22 years ago. So I've been enjoying doing SEO for a long time. And as an IT specialist, as an IT gig, I like optimizing things. And my main passion and what I like the most working on my current position that I can do performance optimization. I can do optimization all day long, all the time. And when we have routine tasks, the repeatable tasks that we can optimize, I can see it clearly. And I try to have this culture in our company, in our team. When we hire people, I think every SEO specialist should know at least how to work with the big data, how to optimize the work, how to increase the performance by using spreadsheets, using Python, using, I don't know, Ubot or any other tools, because we work in a digital marketing area and we have so much data all every day that we need to analyze, we need to we need to understand it and we need to make predictions what will happen next, what's going on with the website, are we doing okay, are we going in the right direction and will it bring and will it bring us to where we want to be and having this kind of information we always need to think if we really want to spend much time on collecting data optimizing that or we want to be efficient and spend as less time as possible on these routine actions so i always ask and i even when i hire when we hire in our company we always try to find people who try to go a little bit out of the box from what they usually do in SEO. Most of the SEO, even good ones, they they know HTML, they know CSS, but that's it. The, they usually don't need it, or at least they thought they need it, didn't need it. But we always have this culture where we would like people to study constantly educate themselves all the time. And this is a, one of the things that I think every SEO should have. First of all, know how to organize your information, how to collect this information as fast as possible, and how to work with this data. And that's how we have these ideas. That's how we have these kind of tasks to work on automations. So basically, I get this task from all my team all the time. Like they see some tasks that can be automated. We always discuss it. Plus we have, we're constantly studying new opportunities. Like recently, ChatGPT, for example, really famous already. We have, we started implementing ChatGPT a month ago in our processes and trying to, because in our like uh, minds, we want to be as much efficient as possible, right? Nobody likes routine work and everybody wants to enjoy working in a fast-growing environment, learn new things. So every time we have this routine action, we try to get rid of it. Or if it's not possible, then we try to optimize it and automate it. So every team member, almost everyone knows how to write a simple script on Python, how to use spreadsheets on the advanced level, or even 
almost everyone, even junior, know how to set up a website or a hosting with SSH and install the WordPress without using a uh, cPanel. So it's kind of things that I think everyone, it would be good for almost every SEO to go a little bit deeper in this knowledge. That's why when we collect data, we have a lot of tasks and we're constantly thinking how to work on them. As I said, ChatGPT was one of the biggest ones recently, and we already started implementing. So we have a bunch of spreadsheets that collect data. Oh, by the way, yesterday they sent an uh, email about releasing version 3.5 or API that works on the a new level, and we already testing it, trying to implement it into our spreadsheets with through that collecting data through API and automating, like I don't know, even Facebook post, something like that. So. Well, I can speak about that <laughs> unlimited amount of time because I'm enjoying that topic and this is one of my passions. So <laughs> you you need to stop me from time to time. <laughs> no worries, no worries. Well, I mean, let's kind of level set really quick because you, you mentioned a couple kind of like specific hard skills. So if there's, you know, SEOs listening that maybe haven't done as much in this space, I mean, I guess... First and foremost, I'd say like completely agree from that continuous learning. Like I think that's a character trait of strong SEOs and given with the rate of the change in industry as well as like the tools and systems that we can be using. Like on the soft skill side, I 100% agree. It's like that has to be a mindset of a strong SEO. And then you mentioned a couple hard skills from like Python, working with APIs, what would be kind of like your checklist of an SEO resource or an SEO that would join the team? Like what would be kind of your wish list of hard skills of an individual that's going to be able to make these automations to improve efficiency? Well, first of all, I would like to say a little bit about education and start constant studying. So in our company, we have this culture where we try to help everyone to be better, to become better. And I think we, we're kind of good at it. Right now, there are four people in our company, in our team, from SEO team, who at the conference in Vietnam. So right now, they are listening, maybe at the same time we're recording this, they are listening a huge conference from Matt Singers and Matt Diggity there, Kyle Roof and other speakers. And I just back from another conference last week. I went to Florida to Clearwater to, to be on the conference SEO at the beach. Unfortunately, I couldn't go to Vietnam because it's too far from me. And from the US, it's probably crazy amount of hours to fly. Yeah. So and this kind of, and we also, uh, we also have like uh, weekly or bi-weekly trainings about automations, about, I don't know, chat GPT, et cetera, et cetera. And so about hard skills, I can say, well, there are no re strict requirements on that. I mean, it's a, always a plus that you would like to have when you hire a person, but it doesn't mean that person cannot learn it, you know, during working with you. Because we have this culture in the company, so it's not a problem for us to hire a person who doesn't know these basics or maybe something, and they easily will learn. Most of our People, most of our juniors and even middles, they didn't know how to set up a website like using SSH, as I said before, when they join us. And now they know it because we have this in, in the company and we always speak about that. And the same as Python. I mean, I can't say that everyone knows Python on an advanced level, but I can say they most of SEOs 
when they understand how the programming languages, how the automation work, they can easily like catch up with the ideas and they easily they can easily implement, especially with the chat GPT. You know, you can ask chat GPT now, like, okay, write me a code for Google Spreadsheet that will organize this data into, I don't know, into different columns and it will write a code for you. So you don't need to know Python. You don't need to know C Sharp or anything like that. So I would say the ability to learn is the first thing that we always check. And the second, well, I can ask a few questions. Like if they already interested in this, they are, they like doing that, that's, it's this kind of people that learning, like studying. We also check if you heard about DISC profile. We check DISC before on the first interview so we can understand, okay, this person is good fit for that position. So he can see it at home, like he enjoyed that, doing that. And he enjoys studying. He enjoys learning new things, even programming languages. Even if he didn't do it before, there will be some tasks that they will probably enjoy during their, their work, during their daily life, and they can easily learn it. It's not difficult, especially with all these technologies right now. So I would say soft skills are more important than hard skills, and hard skills you can always learn from others, especially if there are good people in the team and who are willing to share. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help. And you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Absolutely. And I think you teased the audience a little bit with already playing around with the latest chat GPT API. Anything you can share in, even if it's like from a testing perspective, or what ways are you playing around with right now to create automations with it? Uh, I have a few things in mind I can share, not just about ChatGPT. I will speak about ChatGPT a little bit later. But first thing that we implemented, and this kind of a, maybe a life hack for some for some people that I I speak with. So back in like three years ago, maybe when we had a client with a huge amount, huge number of keywords, we wanted to track them all. Like Ahrefs allows you to track maybe 200 keywords per day. And it's not a big number, especially if you work on a huge website like e-commerce website. 
So we needed to track like 5,000 cures for every day, maybe even more. So we were thinking for about the solution. So there is a tool that provides your API for SERP called Eczema River, where you can check using this API, you can get access to SERP and you can pull a search, like get a request for, I don't know, a half a dollar for 1,000 requests. So it's really, really cheap. So for 5,000, 6,000 keywords, you will need to pay how much? Maybe five, 10 bucks every day, maybe five bucks. So in a month, it's not a big number. And so we just implemented Python script that collect this, get this API, and then pull this data from API and insert it into Google spreadsheet on a daily basis. So after that, we have this information. And during the time, it's, it's really valuable. So this one thing that's, I mean, we started with. Yeah, yeah sorry, sorry to jump in on that one too. But another one too, and similar, just people were looking at the area. Church Jackson, interesting one from that regard. Similar, like API push pull for like bulk ranking tracking. So I'm a huge promoter too of that type of approach because you can get really good rates from it. Though the question is. How are you are you using and building your own visualizations with it? More summary analysis, like where because I think that's a, an advantage that or something that people like is having the interface with a lot of like the tools. So obviously pulling it in this route, you're not gonna have the interface. Are you guys doing custom visualizations through another tool or are you using it more in like summary analysis? Okay, well, I will give you another example, maybe not this one, because this is mostly for daily use. And like with the keywords, you just Google spreadsheet is usually enough. You just have colors and you can see the difference, how it changes. And you can easily connect, first of all, a spreadsheet to Google Data Studio, and then you will see all the visual charts there. So it's not a problem at all. But what I think was good for, like, as an example that we used, the and also one of the topics that we, we speak today is uh, profitability. So like a couple of years ago, we work on teamwork and this is a project management tool. And so what we, we needed, my goal was to understand how much billable hours we have, we spend and what's the profitability of every employee, every team member we have. So to understand who is more profitable, who is doing good, better, who, which project is more profitable, how much expenses we have for each project exactly based on the hourly rates we have for each employee. So what we did, like Teamwork has an API that allows you to connect to Google Data Studio. And we have a database on the website, so remote database, simple MySQL. So we upload all the hourly rates to this database. So we connect the database to Google Data Studio as well. And then in Google Data Studio, we have a lifetime, uh, real-time updated document uh, chart with a table that pulls data from Teamwork about the hours they spent. And from the database, we have data about the hourly rates. So in the end, we can, you know, the Data Studio can send you net emails like daily, weekly, whatever, how you want. So we just automate it every week or every couple of days we send to the leadership team a email where we can see, okay, the profitability of this project is this, this, and this. And then in the end of the week, it will be another email that's saying, okay, we have clients who overspend the budget because let's say they paid this amount and we have it in the database and this is how much we spend based on the data from Teamwork. And it sends 
just a screenshot from Google Data Studio. So we can easily see like reds there. And if it's greens, then all, everything is fine. So there are a lot of different tools that you can combine together and it will show you. I mean, maybe there are some tools that can do it better, but I think that was good enough for us to see everything we need. And it's, I like that it's customized so you can add more data from another tool. Like, I don't know, from even... Uh, from Shopify or from, I don't know, time tracking some tool. I like that combination too. So you've highlighted more of the actual client work on utilizing automations, also more of the management and line of sight into like health of the business or health of specific projects. Do you have any other kind of examples that you'd want to share with the audience on automation? Yep, sure. Well, I have one more example before we go to ChatGPT, and this is a recent one. So the second example that I think uh, was a good one that we have a system for link building and content management uh, that we built ourselves. It basically has an opportunity to write simple scripts that will allow you to pull data from somewhere else to, from different APIs. So one automation that we used, and it was a simple one, just, I don't know, uh, probably spent a couple hours on that, that's checks links, for example. So we have a system where we track all the back, uh, link building process. We, When the manager needs to order backlinks, he will go to that system and will create an order. And then the link building team will go to that system and work there just organizing all the orders and then ordering, writing specifications, ordering content, buying backlinks or getting backlinks from somewhere else. And then all these calculations, expenses and everything will be also there. So, and in the end, most of the companies, and it's also about profitability, most of the companies, they don't track, once they bought all the backlinks, they don't track the survival of the backlinks, like the, the lifetime. And after a while, it's becoming a kind of a money waste where you spend all this budget on the project and it's, you've got results and then the link was removed or the link was changed from do follow to no follow. So the first thing that we did building this system, we implemented a script that checks regularly the status of the link. So if the link is still there, is the page live? If the page is an index? If the page is not an index, we'll go and push it, try to help it index better. And then what's the status of the link itself? Does it have rel no follow now, or it's still do follow? So all this stuff helped us to, sometimes we get a refund for that link. We go back to the uh, person who gave it to us. Uh, if we bought it, then we got it to the person and tell him, okay, this is an issue. If we get it, if we got it for free or some kind of collaboration, we also can reach this person out and tell him, okay, the link is not there anymore. Can we get it fixed? So this helped us a lot to save, save a lot of budget for clients. But for ChatGPT, there are, uh, well, this is pretty new. So as I said, we started implementing maybe a few weeks ago around the month. So right now we have a performance review for every person in the company. And this performance review where we kind of try to specify goals for every person in the team, giving them goals for the next quarter, for the next three months. So this quarter, we already have all the, all the reviews already. And so for this quarter, everyone, basically everyone in the team has a goal about implementing ChatGPT or similar AI tools into processes because most of them 
can have ideas that others won't. And then we can combine all these ideas together and find something useful. Our, I mean, you know, it's not just ChatGPT. We also have Jasper Chat that also are pretty good for content writing. We also have Midjourney that is drawing beautiful pictures and we also can use it somehow, somewhere. So recent, just a recent one, I think it was ready yesterday we tested. So what we did for Facebook, at ChatGPT, we connected to Google Spreadsheet with ChatGPT and then asked ChatGPT based on the information provided about the client, like, I don't know, a bio and maybe some keywords, maybe some kind of basic topics, come up with ideas for the next content plan or come up with ideas about the topics. So basically you have the spreadsheet and you have function that's in one space, in one chain. So when you need a bunch of topics, you just spread this down and then you will have all the posts ready based on the information you provided. So this is one of the recent ones. Of course, we're working on a topical map. This is a huge thing at the moment in our company and we always try to improve it because, you know, sometimes prices for content can be too expensive. I mean, I understand some clients cannot produce hundreds and hundreds of content per year. Otherwise, especially in real estate niche, otherwise you won't beat competitors. Like it's really difficult if you don't have this authority, topical authority. So what we try to help them, not just increasing, you know, not just building the system, but also decreasing prices, optimizing our processes. So for them, it will be less cost, more cost effective, less expensive. And for us, it will be more content that we can actually rank and get the authority. And it will bring results faster and everyone will be happy. So Excellent. And I think like really the, the underlying piece across all this is achieving those efficiencies. And the more and more you implement those kind of tactics and examples that you mentioned, the more efficient that we can be with our time to be more effective. And as you mentioned earlier, essentially more profitable. But I think a cool takeaway too from this conversation, because very often we always drift into the tactical, whether it's agency side, the client work or the in-house side, the just work that needs to get done and having that also the same critical eye on looking at the management of the resources and the team and automations and that can achieve that same efficiency to improve the bottom line. All right. So that wraps up this episode of the Voice of Search podcast. Thanks to Alex, SEO director at Adore SEO for joining us. And in tomorrow, Alex and I are going to discuss international SEO across Google, Yandex and Baidu. If you can't wait until the next episode and you'd like to learn more about Alex, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in the show notes, or you can contact him on Twitter where his handle is at V-I-N-Z-N-S-K or visit his company's website, adoreseo.com. And also, if you're an SEO looking for a new SEO opportunity, you can join Alex's team and they're currently hiring. So if you are interested, be sure to check out their company's website. 
And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T.